This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Simply stated, mind games, mind games, mind games. Let me go to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter Six, And I'll begin reading at verse 11. Of course, I will not have time to completely exhaust this thought, but I trust you'll come back on next Sunday to allow me to expound a little further. Today, we're speaking concerning mind games. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 13 in the King James Version read, this way, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the devil, underline that, the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, where Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand or withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. I like to say, well, where, where am I standing? I'm standing in the blood of Jesus. I'm standing in the victory. I'm standing as more than a conqueror. I'm talking today about mind games, mind games. According to this passage of scripture, we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God. Now, what football player is going to go out on the football field without the shoulder pads and without the helmet? Nobody, because that's when you're going to get hurt when you don't have on all of your gear. We have to put on all of the gear that God has given to us. And over the next several services, we'll talk more about all of this gear that we have to put on and why we put it on. Today, I want to focus on the wiles, this word wiles, the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the devil. We don't really use that term wiles that often. I really don't. But it's just to expose the mind games of the devil. Wiles, W-I-L-E-S, has reference to the tricks, the traps, and the twists of the devil. It has reference to the strategies, the scams, and the stunts of the devil. It has reference to the plots, the ploys, and the plans of the devil and the defraudings, deceptions, and the devices of the devil mind games. Did you know the devil wants to play mind games with you? In the Passion Translation, that same passage of scripture reads this way. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. The accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly 
realms, for they are a powerful class of demons and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provided so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victoriously. Come on, the devil just ain't going to let you win. Just sit back and watch you win. He would be a pitiful devil if he didn't try to fight. But where the devil fights is he fights in the arena of our thoughts. He fights our minds. He plays mind games. May I read the scripture one more time in the message translation? I like to read different translations because it just helps me to understand the word of God. When I understand it, I can extract the words off the pages of the Bible and incorporate them in my for real, for real life. It says to fight to the finish in the message translation. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of best materials, and put them to use so that you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. Listen, this is no weekend war that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, listen, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. You've got to get the mindset that the fight is on. It's on and popping now. Do you remember back in the day when somebody talked about your mama? That's a whole nother level of fight, isn't it? This is that kind of fight. So the fight is on. We know that the enemy works in the arena of our thoughts and he comes to, to demoralize and defame our minds. He's a coward, so he comes to try to intimidate us in the area of our thoughts. Our thought, the thought realm, is the war ground. That is where spiritual warfare takes place in our thoughts. Oftentimes, especially in the church world, you'll hear people talk about spiritual warfare, eh? spiritual warfare, because they just think it's hooping and hollering and spitting at the devil. That ain't scaring the devil a bit. You ain't doing nothing but entertaining him. We've got to get in this word of God. We've got to extract the words off the pages of the Bible and incorporate them in our for real, for real lives. We fight the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. It's a good fight. Why? Because we win. All we do is win. Mind games. The devil wants to wage the mind games against you so that he can chisel his ploys and his plots and his plans into your mind. Have you ever seen the construction workers with that big tool? And they're just breaking the ground up. That's what the devil wants to do with your mind. He wants to keep banging it and keep pounding against your mind to chisel his way into your thoughts. Are you listening to me? Mind games. According to Wikipedia, Mind games is the largest conscious struggle for psychological one-upmanship. One-upmanship. 
often employing passive-aggressive behavior to specifically demoralize or disempower the thinking subject, making the aggressor look superior. Doesn't that sound just like the devil? He tries to wage war on your mind using passive-aggressive methods, um, using insinuations and, and suggestions to make himself look superior. Listen to me. He almost has some of you believing that God is in a tug-of-war with the devil. Don't you remember the devil already been whipped? He's already defeated. And you've been made more than a conqueror. Here's the Pastor Andrea definition that we're going to use for mind games. Mind games are carefully calculated, premeditated actions, words, suggestions, or insinuations designed to wage war on the thoughts of another. Listen, for the sole purpose of manipulating them, controlling them, and intimidating them. That's how the, how the devil flows all the time. Um, he wants to intimidate you. He wants to manipulate you, and he wants to control you. Listen to me. He plays mind games so strategically. He's always playing chess with you. He's always in a strategic mind game against you. Listen to me. He wants to plant the seed there so that your thoughts do the rest. He's going on to the next person. But he leaves the insinuations there. He leaves the suggestions there. Are you listening to me? How many of us have lawns? And right now we've got those little white weeds. You blow those, pop up. You see the little yellow ones, right? How many of us as a kid, you go and pick them all up? Before the end of the day, they right back there. Because all you did is take the top off of it. You got to go down to the root of the thing. Are you listening to me? I'm talking. Oh, good God Almighty, I'm talking about mind games. I don't want you to be ignorant of the mind games of the devil because he really is trying to chisel his way into your thoughts. I tell this story or I make this analogy sometimes. Have you ever remember playing pick, uh, kickball on the uh, playground at school? Anybody remember that or am I the only one? My old, my old neighborhood, we play kickball, you understand? So when you're playing kickball, you ever choose your team? Ain't it a pitiful thing when you're the last one to be picked? Oh, boy, because they know that you're the weakest link, so you're the last one to be picked on the team. Are you listening to me? Then they put the weakest link way back there in the outfield because everybody know they can't catch, right? So what do you do in kickball when you're really trying to win? You keep kicking the ball out there to the outfield where Johnny is because you know Johnny can't catch. So the ball keep going over Johnny's head and everybody just running in, just running in and running in, running in. Johnny out there in the, in the outfield crying. I don't know why they keep, they keep doing the ball out here because you can't catch. And we're trying to win. Are you listening to me? So the devil will keep coming the same way over and over and over and over and over again until you make up in your mind, I'm not going to be out here in this outfield crying. Every ball that comes my way, I'm going to catch it because I win. 
Are you listening to me? When you're serious about this thing, you'll grab your neighbors, your cousins, and your, your big brother and say, kick the ball and let me try to catch. Practice with me. You'll grab you some reinforcement, somebody that will help you to learn how to develop instead of sitting out there in the outfield picking weeds, crying, talking about don't nobody like me. No, we out here trying to win. So you've got to learn how to win. I'm talking about the mind games of the enemy. Have you ever played any kind of organized sport? And then when you get up maybe to bat or, or you get up to kick or whatever the, the case may be, they start telling you, you so sorry, you can't do nothing. And people start trash talking you. What is the whole purpose of trash talking? You're trying to get into their head. If you can get into their head, stuff that they do all the time with their eyes closed, they'll fumble and mess up because you got to their heads. Are you listening to me? Many of us remember the movie Drumline. Anybody remember the Drumline? So when they were, they had to challenge somebody else on the Drumline to see who the best player was, right? Who the best drummer was. So the guy chose the one that he knew he could be. He's not going after the one that he know he can't be. He's going after the one that he could be. And the guy was like, why he called? Because you can't play the drums. So he was back in the room trying to play the drums. He was getting it. But it took somebody else to come in there and help him and teach him how to fight. We've got to fight. The good fight of faith. It's a good fight. Why? Because we win. I don't want y'all to forget about the goat I told you a couple of weeks ago. Remember, the goat was stolen. The goat was left on the side of the road for dead. The goat had both of his front legs and his hind legs tied up. The owner thought he was dead. Then he realized after an examination, the, the goat wasn't dead. He was just bound. What did I say? The goat wasn't dead. He was just bound. What did I say? The goat wasn't even dead. He was just bound. So the owner or the redeemer untied the goat, untied its mouth and told the goat, okay, you can get up now. You're okay. The goat wouldn't move. He had to keep prodding the goat, but he realized that the goat still had his arms and legs tied together as if they were tied. What happened? He had been down there tied up and bound, and every time that he had tried to get up, he would fail. Every time it seemed like he tried to get up, he could not get up until the one that came to set him free came. Are you listening to me? But he had been bound so long, he didn't even realize he was free. I'm here to tell you today, whom the son set free is free indeed. The devil has held, held you captive long enough. The devil has held you down long enough. The devil has pressed you down with pressure and depression and oppression and repression long enough. Now it's time for you to raise up and push back. Are you listening to me? I'm still talking about mind games. The enemy wages war on your mind. He wages war on your mind. And sometime in order to get to your mind, he will attack your body. 
in order to get to your mind, sometimes he'll attack your family. In order to get to your mind, he'll attack your finances. Come on, the whole thing is to get to your mind so that he can control you like a marionette on a string. I'm talking about mind games. That is where real spiritual warfare really is. The spirit of control, manipulation, and intimidation. The devil's whole goal is to try to get you to give up on God. You should have said, the devil is a lie. God never gave up on me. I'm not giving up on him. The devil does not want you to manage your thoughts, so he will come with bombarding images to make you feel like you don't have control or management over your own mind. That's why you've got to watch and you've got to manage what you see. Listen to me, some of, some of us have looked at stuff out of curiosity. Ask the cat about that one. Come on, you can't be so curious that you allow things into your eye gates and into your ears that begin to affect you. You're minding your own business and here comes a thought. And you will believe the lie of the devil and think that is your thought. That ain't your thought. That's the devil trying to influence that thought and bring those thoughts so quickly with rapid fire. You think that's your thought. The devil is alive. The devil wants to get you to procrastinate. The devil wants to get you to postpone your faith. Come on. You don't postpone faith. Faith is always now. If it's not now, then it's not. Are you listening to me? Some people sit right here under the anointed word of God and put off making the adjustment until next week. I'm telling you what the Lord told me one day. I remember he gave me a revelation on how to start losing weight. And it was on a Thursday and I was so excited about it. I was like, ooh, I can't wait till Monday. And the Lord said, well, why would you put off till Monday what I've given you the empowerment to do Today. Because faith is always now. Stop postponing those revelations and those directions and directives from God. Implement them now. Make an adjustment in your seat right here, right now, right today. Because faith is always now. And if it's not now, then it's not faith. I'm almost out of time. But I need you to get a revelation that the enemy uses subtleties. He just don't bombard and walk up on you because you were people mouth and you'd be like, get out of here, devil. No, he got to come the slick and sly way so that you don't even realize that it's him. Listen, you start thinking it's you. Now, that's just downright low down to try to give you a thought and make you think that that is your thought when that thought never originated with you. That thought originated with him. So he comes in subtle ways like clutter. Chaos, confusion, contentions, competition, cravings, and combativeness. I'm exposing the wiles, the tricks, the plots, and the plans of the 
devil. He comes with clutter. Have you ever noticed that when things in your environment are cluttered, you can't even think straight? You'll be worn out. You go in your room, your room out of order, you go close the door and go sit someplace else. Are you listening to me? Have you ever noticed how everybody acts when the kitchen is clean? Then here everybody hungry all of a sudden. You ain't been hungry. You see this kitchen clean, you got to put a, a peanut butter and jelly spoon or something in the sink, a glass or something. What, what, what was it? The kitchen was clean. A clean kitchen make you want to eat. Come on, are you listening? So the enemy wants your mind to be full of clutter and wants your environment to be full of clutter that things get cloudy. I'm talking to somebody. Things begin to get cloudy because of the clutter. And when things begin to get cloudy and foggy because of the clutter, all you want to do is sleep. Watching TV, stuff food and stuff all on the floor, all in your environment, all on the side of your bed. And you're trying to sleep. And it ain't even no good sleep. You wake up tired in a mug because it wasn't even good sleep. Come on. Let's make the devil out of a lie. Let's declutter your environment. Declutter your environment. And this is the lie that the devil said, well, you need to go through all of these papers. I ain't been through them in all these months. <laughs> put them in a box and put them someplace. Come on. Declutter your environment. He wants you to be in chaos with your family relationships and family dynamics. Just chaotic in your family, in your relationships with confusion and contention, just strife. You do me this way, I'm going to do you that way. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says do unto others the way that you would have them do unto you. It doesn't say do to others what they do to you. You treat them the way that you would want to be treated. Come on. And it really, to be honest, it really ain't about them. Because sometimes you don't want to treat people well when they treat you bald. But it's about honoring God and being obedient to the call and the anointing of God on your life. And then, of course, the cravings. Cravings will have you off. Cravings will have you off. A craving is one of those things. That seem, have you ever had a sweet tooth? And it seemed like you don't even be satisfied until that sweet tooth is satisfied. Are you listening to me? That's of the enemy to give you that strong urge, that strong desire that nothing is going to scratch that itch but that. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. First Peter chapter 5. I could have went further with that, but y'all got, y'all got stiff like, uh-oh, uh-oh, she about to read my mail. I, got, I, I went on, I went on to the next scripture. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 in the New King James Version reads this way. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Listen to me. The devil wants to lead you to believe that nobody's going through like you've been through. You just don't know what I've been through. No, you don't know what I've been through because we've all been through something. But here's the kicker. We made it through. 
we made it through, we made it through. The scripture says, be sober, be vigilant. This word vigilant means you protect your mind. Put a guard up. If you knew it was a rapist and a murderer and a pedophile outside of your home, what you going to do? Leave the door unlocked? You're going to put all kinds of safeguards, pushing dressers in front of, blocking windows and everything. You put the, the necessary steps in place to protect yourself and those that you love. Likewise with your mind. If you know that the enemy is prone to try to uh, implement depression and anxiety and loneliness and low self-esteem, then you got to watch what you listen to, watch who you hanging around, watch what you watching on TV, and manage your thoughts. The word of God said, bring your thoughts captive. You make your thoughts obey. I didn't know that you could manage your thoughts years, years ago. I just thought you thought whatever you thought. When the thought came, you just sat there and thought on it. I really thought that until I found in the word of God that I bring my thoughts captive. My thoughts don't control me. I control my thoughts. I control my mind. Are you listening to me? And here's the kicker. If you can control your mind in one instance, you can control it in another instance. If you can control it on Monday, you can control it on Tuesday. Now, has your mind ever told you, and I'm just talking from my old zip code, has your mind ever told you, like my mind said, punch him in the throat. Punch him square in the throat. But you could, hopefully you controlled yourself. (laughs) You controlled yourself, didn't you? If I could control myself in that instance, I can control myself in every instance. Have your mind ever told you to slap the water out of somebody? You looked at them and you could just see your hands. Come, I'm talking from my own, I'm talking my own experience. I know y'all so saved and sanctified. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you how I am. When I can control it in this instance, I can control it in every instance because I know that the devil really is just trying to chisel his way into my thought processes with control, manipulation, and intimidation. If I allow him to do that, he has me like a marionette on the string. Then I'm just doing whatever he tells me. He went on to the next person. And in my mind, I still think I'm under the control of the devil. Are you listening to me? The common English Bible reads it this way. It says, be clear-headed, be clear-headed, keep alert. Your accuser, the devil, is on the prowl like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, resist him, standing firm in the faith. Do so in the knowledge that your fellow believers are enduring the same suffering throughout the world. You're not alone. You're not alone. If you've been going through maybe panic attacks and anxiety attacks and feeling sad and feeling lonely and having um, crazy thoughts fleet through your mind, child of God, I need you to understand you're not alone. That's the devil's area that he tries to implement. He's trying to impose himself. He's trying to put a foothold in there. He's trying to chisel his way into your mind. But this is where we fight the good fight of faith. Because the devil will bring to all of our minds, no matter how saved and sanctified we are, speaking in tongues, running and dancing and singing and all of that, he will bring to our minds 
a permanent solution for a temporary circumstance. The devil will try to get you to do something permanent to take care of something that's temporal. Come on. He comes undercover. So you really don't understand that was a suicidal thought. He might not have just came up to you and said, kill yourself. But you start thinking dumb stuff. And yes, I said dumb because I meant dumb. Dumb stuff like everybody would be better off without me. Now, you know the devil is dumb and he's stupid because we wouldn't be better off without you. We need you. You're important. You are loved. You're valuable. You're needed. The devil is a liar. Are you listening to me? He will try to impose his thought on you and make you think it's your thought. Sometimes I'm watching the grandkids play, so if the older ones want something, then they'll tell the little ones, don't you want this instead? You don't care about them wanting the other thing. You want what they have. Are you listening to me? Don't you, wouldn't you rather play with this? Don't you want the blue one? Ooh, the blue one is shiny. Don't you want the blue one? No, I want the red one. Are you listening to me? Be clear-headed, not what I'm saying, empty-headed. Don't be empty-headed. Remember we learned in Scripture when the enemy leaves, he goes to dry places, can't find no rest. He comes back. If the spot is empty, then he comes back and he brings seven others more worse than him. So it started off with just depression. Now it's isolation, it's anxiety, it's panic attacks. He then brought seven others more worse than the first thing. You can't just cast the devil out and then sit back and eat Twinkies. You've got to occupy, you've got to maintain, you've got to keep guard because he's slick and he's sly and he's always playing mind games. you got to manage your mind, you've got to guard your mind, you've got to defend your mind. You've got to secure it by the word of God. It says, keep alert for your accuser, the devil. This word accuser or devil comes from the same word that we get like a prosecutor or a prosecuting attorney. Have you ever been in court or seen it on TV? And you see the prosecutor, he comes with the facts, doesn't he? Weren't you at such and such place at this time? And didn't you do that? He bringing facts. He got the facts all twisted up, but he's bringing facts. So when the devil brings the facts about your dumb days, your dumb decisions, stuff that you looked at, stuff that you like, the cravings that you have, you've got to put the word of God in your mouth. Listen to me. You don't fight a thought with another thought. You fight a thought with the words of faith, the word of God. It says that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Why you got to look for somebody to devour? You bad. You bad, right? If you bad, you can devour everybody. But he's not bad. He can't devour everybody. He's got to look for the vulnerable one. He has to look for the one that didn't lock the door to their mind. He has to look for the one that left the door wide open. And sometimes we open the door to stuff we look at. Are you kidding me? Don't you understand why Snapchat and TikTok are these images and Instagram? Now, I'm not saying it's all bad, but you guard your own mind. 
minding my business. I've been on Instagram, and I'm like, dang, where did that come from? I don't even have stuff like this that I look at. Where did this come from? Because the enemy is going to try to throw it out there to see if you bite. Don't bite the bait. Understand these are the mind games of the devil. Are you listening to me? Don't, I'm closing right here because I'm, I'm over time. Let me read this last scripture right here. I think this last one. I'm, I'm going to make it be the last one. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 37 in the Amplified Bible, it reads this way. Do not give the devil an opportunity. One translation simply says don't give the devil place. Don't give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge, nurturing anger, harboring resentment, or cultivating bitterness. Stop holding grudges, animosity, and hatred. Listen to me. I'm telling you how to combat the mind games of the devil. Stop being angry, belligerent, and hostile, raging. Have you ever seen a person? It ain't even nothing deep. They flipping tables up. They cussing and fussing, getting wild, looking crazy. What is that trying to do? I'm going to control you. I'm going to control the situation. Before you even say anything, I'm going to flip out so that you already know I'm stuck on stupid and I'm going to show you crazy. This is my philosophy. I can show you crazier better than <laughs> better you can show me. Because I'm crazy about the word of God and I'm going to put that word on the situation. Are you listening to me? Resentment. Just forgive people. You ain't got to kiss them in the mouth. You don't have to hang with them. Redefine the relationship and go on. Stop being indignant and stop being livid. I can't believe they did me that way. Well, they did it. Move on. Stuff that we never thought would happen. You never thought that these people would do. They did it. Just now, okay, I got to get over it. Or you can stay stuck in a rut right there and then let go of bitterness, being irritated and annoyed with people and situations. You can't play with the devil. You can't passively deal with your heart issues. Come on. When I said said the other week, if you see one cockroach in your house, you go to war on that one because it's a thousand more just waiting to see if they can come in. So you declare war on the first one. Declare war on the first thought in the name of Jesus. Last scripture, and this is one, this is really one I wanted to start with in the beginning. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 7 in the Passion Translation. I love it because this is the culmination of what I want to talk about today. It says, be intentional, be purposeful, and be self-controlled. You do it. You be intentional. You be purposeful. You be self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer, can be given to prayer. That's how it, how it words that. Being given to prayer means prone to, predisposed to, primed, and prepared to pray. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.